At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back to Three Terrible Gamers, episode 18. I'm here with Colin, as always. Hey, guys. Tried to record it last night, but we was having some technical difficulties. So here we are today, but it doesn't really matter to you. You'll hear it the same day anyway. All right. GameCube gets a new memory card in 2022. Hopefully we're matching up on this, but what's your take on it? (laughs) Well, my take was from the research that I've done is... A company has came out or is coming out with a GameCube slot that has a micro US, not USD, that's currency, uh, a micro SD card that is one gig to two terabytes of data, obviously depending on how much you want to pay for it, when the standard used to be four megabytes to eight megabytes at tops way back in the day. Right. Is it the same thing, or yep, completely... yep, okay, you're good. But my thoughts on it are it's definitely a good thing because I remember the annoyance as a kid constantly having to delete games to put other ones in, and I'm pretty sure with this new memory card, I could literally have all my games on one card. Oh, yeah. Granted, would I purchase one? Probably not, because I don't play the GameCube near as much as what I used to. So I think it's more for nostalgia freaks that still play it on a day-to-day basis. Right. And honestly, I'll probably still pick one up. I mostly emulate GameCube nowadays, but I do still transfer my saves over to my original memory cards. So if I do want to pick up and play on my original hardware, I can with my current save files. And with this device, that would make that easier because you can just take that SD card, 
and transfer it over to your emulation device through a computer. So in my case, my anode, I could just transfer over to it through a computer and then just, you know, back and forth as I need. So that make it a lot easier. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, the GameCube still getting love and getting new hardware in 2022. Even if it's not from officially from Nintendo, it's still cool that the fan base is still strong for the system after 21 years. And, um, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. No, it's just going to get stronger and stronger. But um, I do... Nintendo standards, it's almost time for them to have a add-on to the Nintendo Online because they've knocked out everything but the GameCube has to for. Right, and I don't think that they're going to add it to the Nintendo Switch Online. I think they're just going to start porting over the games because those are more... They're realistic looking enough to just remake and port over. And like the oh, yeah, N64... I understand putting it online because that was the beginning of 3D gaming. So it's kind of, you know, they don't look the best. So it's easier just to port them on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Plus, the they were cartridge instead of the discs. So they're smaller and easier to put online. They don't take up as much memory. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it would be in Nintendo's best interest to do that because they can make more, like you said, off remakes from what they could if they just had a flat rate for the subscription. Right. And I do have a, I guess, a quote or just real, I've done research on it. It's the sources extension.com, but it says in 2021, 8-bit mods introduced the mem card pro for the original PlayStation. So this same memory card that they're making for the GameCube originally was made for the PlayStation. So it's the same concept. But um, it says a micro SD compatible memory card that could store significantly more data than your average run of the mill solutions offered by ability to manage save files remotely via the web and Wi-Fi. So what that means is you can transfer your saves through Wi-Fi. So like I said, transfer them over from SD card to your computer, plugging it in. You wouldn't even necessarily have to do that. So you could just transfer it over Wi-Fi if you wanted, or you could take it from SD card, either one. So that's pretty cool. A memory card to connect to Wi-Fi. So in that, what that really means that they're trying to do is do like cloud saves for your GameCube. So you can essentially play this, put this memory card in your OG GameCube, connect it to the Wi-Fi, put your saves on there. And then if you connect it to the Wi-Fi and plug it into a folder system, such as, um, Maybe even, what's that one I'm thinking of? Dropbox. You could put it in Dropbox, and essentially that'd be your yeah. save, your cloud save data that way. So you could just pick it up on your emulation device and pick up where you left off on your original hardware. So that's pretty cool for them to do that. But it may take some time for them to actually get that situated with how that would work and everything and i'm sure there'll be guides and everything but um it says each gigabyte of storage will provide enough space for 2048 59 block memory cards because like colin said we were working with megabytes back in the day and now i mean one gigabyte would be so many saved games for that card well obviously 248 59 block games which 
most games averaged about 25, 26. Yeah. So, I mean, you probably – one gigabyte, unless you have the full game library, would be all you need, honestly. But you can get an 8-gigabyte card for cheap. So, just get that and you'll know you'll be safe. I mean, if you have every single GameCube game to ever exist, I'm sure you would need a lot more than what goes on. But the average player that still happens to have the GameCube around, like I said, I would personally, and I have a bunch of GameCube games, would be able to do that. Would be able to keep, I don't have 248 games, let alone 59 block games. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see. And um, another thing here they said is that if you use the homebrew utility Swiss, I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, okay, I do. Um, and it don't matter if I do or not, I don't know if the audience does either. Right. If you're part of the homebrew community, which I am, which is your emulation community, I know you don't emulate like I do, but Swiss is basically a launch. If you're, okay, so... And my, you know, my orange GameCube that I bought from imported from Japan, I modded it to make it play U.S. games. And I put something called a GC loader in it, which makes me be able to play my games from an SD card instead of the original optical drive laser. So what you do, you put a Swiss on this SD card, and then that's basically where you go. It's a menu to start your games from that menu. So instead of, you know, the original GameCube, put a game in and automatically starts that game. This, you turn on the game, you boot you in the Swiss, and then you pick whatever game you want off that SD card using Swiss. It's basically your home menu for your GameCube at that point. But anyway, this will support Swiss, and then you can create up to eight channels of dedicated virtual memory cards. And those virtual memory cards you can use to what we was talking about earlier to put in different folders so you can pick up your cloud game, cloud game saves and everything. Yeah, a lot, a lot of information on that. <laughs> but like I say, cool to see GameCube still getting loved 21 years later, and it's just going to continue to get stronger as more people, more kids that didn't have a GameCube that are, say, 14, 15, pick up the GameCube. They're going to want to want this kind of stuff, I guess. But anyway, yeah, yeah the kids that basically start out on the Wii increase, right? Like Rylan. But uh, or PS3, PS in the PS2 and started PS3 because I've seen online like kids that weren't even born yet are getting GameCubes and playing games and they're asking, Oh, what games are the best to play? So, this is kind of this is for the OG GameCube players and the new generation of GameCube players as well. All right, a lot of information on that. Moving on. Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet's release was rough with bug glitches, game-breaking glitches. So what's your thoughts on those two games releasing in the state that they were? Well, they shouldn't have got released. I think they ran out of time. For Personally, for a Pokemon game, I think they're trying to shove too much memory in what's going on. At this point, I believe they're like Call of Duty and they need to really rethink to releasing every year and pushing it back maybe twice. Well, once every two years, not twice a year, obviously. They can't even do it once a year. Uh, 
Right. <laughs> but I'll say start releasing every two to three years. That gives you more ideas for Pokemon, the whole shebang. Because the Switch is already at the end of its life cycle, too. And even the updated Switches, it's still making it run about 30 frames per second when it's supposed to be running 60. So it would never survive anywhere but yeah. Nintendo right now. Right. But, but like I said, they need, they need to reconsider their how long apart they launch titles. Right. And I don't know if you remember back whenever uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield released for the Nintendo Switch. It was in a similar state, but this is a lot worse. But it's, they're trying, like you said, they're trying to shove too much into their time frame of one year. So, I mean, I understand pulling from the same engine, but there's still only so much you can do with what you already have. Right. And which Game Freak and Game Freak owns Pokemon. So they have the say so on the development and everything. Nintendo just, it's on their platform pretty much. So, huh? I thought it was Niantic. I thought it was Niantic. Uh, Game Freak and then there's another one. There's three companies in Pokemon. It's Game Freak, Nintendo, and one other. Probably Niantic, that one I'm talking about. Maybe. But anyway, basically, it's Nintendo and Game Freak that really run the show. And Game Freak is, you know, they're developers. They're the creators of it. So they have the, they're on the time crunch. And they're not, they're not worried about graphics, like good graphics or good necessarily gameplay out of the gate they're just worried about getting the game out there to sell and they know it having the pokemon name on it it will sell and it's it sold 10 million copies in the first three days of release and it's full of bugs glitches game breaking glitches that'll crash the game and make you lose data um and the only way for them to change this would be to people to not buy the game but it being a pokemon game that's not going to be the case so there's multiple glitches that even game freak themselves aren't happy with because they're very particular they won't even let pokemon games use the cloud save data because they're afraid of people using that to cheat and get all the pokemon because they want you to get your pokemon how you're supposed to just you and not getting any help, really. Unless you trade them online or something with somebody else. But there's a duplication glitch for shiny and legendary Pokemon and items, which is a big no. And <laughs> yeah. And then there's, you know, frame rate issues, camera issues, and then the game breaking glitches. And Nintendo has issued some refunds to some players. But they do promise a patch in the near future to fix all of these problems. But when it comes down to it, it's not up to Nintendo to come out with this patch. It's up to Game Freak. So whether we, but this, if you're saying 
this time next year, it may be fixed or it may not. They're getting their money either way, so they don't really care. Yeah, sure. I mean, you think $60 for the millions of people that bought it, they definitely made their money back. Yeah, and some people, they play both games. Yeah, so that's 140 Even though they're almost the exact same game, they beat one, get all the Pokedex in one, and then switch over to the other and get all the Pokedex in it. So it's them releasing a dual release makes them sell more than the normal one title release, obviously. Yeah, I forgot about that being the instance because I always just assume it's one game. But yeah, you're right, it is two games. So shoot, even if they was to stick with the yearly title, they could just go to releasing one year. I mean, one game a year. Right, like Pokemon Ar- Legends Arceus, it was a one-game release, and it was at the beginning of the year, and it's an open-world game. This, the reason it's having so many glitches, Scarlet and Violet, is because they're trying something new. It's the first open-world mainline Pokemon game. Legends Arceus was a spinoff. But this is the first open-world mainline Pokemon game, so they're having issues. But a different team worked on Legends Arceus, and it's not perfect. There's frame dips, but it's near perfect. I played it, and you can enjoy the game with little to no frame drops. So to see actual Game Freak work on this game, these two games, and then releasing the state that they are just shows that they really don't care. They'll, they'll, their mentality is get the game out there so it'll sell and we'll fix it later. Yep, the typical corporation of gaming. Yeah, and that's sad. Before we had online patches, the game had to be right before it released, or they would have to issue a whole new copy of the game to sell for those patches. But now it's got but, easier for the companies it, to mess up and just be able to patch it since we have obviously able internet connection. Everybody does. Right, and it, it's sad to see companies get lazy just to make that dollar earlier. What, but they don't realize they're, they're really crapping on their name when it comes to their quality of their game when they do this. But it doesn't really matter for Game Freak because Pokemon's always going to sell. So that's the issue. They know that. That's right. And that's the same. I mean, I, we'd be saying the same thing about Mario if that was the case or even Legend of Zelda. Right. And if Mario, like if Mario or Zelda released in the state that this is in, which Nintendo would never, it might have gl- glitches and stuff in it, but Nintendo would never release a game in this state they hold their the quality of their games too high for their ips and stuff for them to release it in this state and my, it just so happens that pokemon is a first party title but like you said that nintendo don't run the show right it's game freak the way i understand it is but like i said right now it's right in it would never survive on the xbox or playstation no. But I hope they do fix it because honestly, I'd like to, I'd, I'd probably try out one of them because it's open world because I enjoyed Legends Arceus. It was open world. So I, I might even try to try to get start into the Pokemon franchise, the mainline Pokemon franchise with one of these games if they fix it in a patch because it's pretty cool. 
interesting. I mean, I beat the original Red and Blue, so I mean, I've been obviously I haven't played since that came out because obviously they came out for Rally Four. Yeah, but, you know, I've went back and I've played the original some. I, I played the original titles minus yellow, but it don't matter if yeah. they're all black and white. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's sad to see, and it. This is the future of gaming. This is how it's going to be from now on, and it's I hate it because developers really need to get on the ball and release a quality game out of the gate. I know games are going to have issues, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, and usually most of the time games that do quote-unquote have issues that were different releases because speedrunners found a way to be faster at the game and not really hack, but glitch it how it needs to be. If you run normal, you're not going to run into the same issues. Right. Yeah, and I think true. it's one reason why games should break or crash is because you're pushing the absolute limits of the game. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right. But Nintendo did promise a patch. So if they promised it, I'm sure they'll get it out of Game Freak sooner or later. Support for Three Terrible Gamers is brought to you by Manscaped. This is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Recently, I have been using Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, which includes the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest ball trimmers ever. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight, which helps to reduce the risk of ingrown hairs and grooming accidents. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your grooming must-haves. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So if you want to join us in our smooth ball fall movement, I have a deal for you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 3TG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code 3TG. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job at Manscaped. Now let's get back to the free terrible gamers. But moving on, a surprising Nintendo Direct was leaked this week, and it was the second trailer of the Mario movie. So, what was your thoughts on it? It was a good trailer. I watched it before you even uh, sent me the task for it. Oh, really? It just so happened to be on my YouTube feed, so I clicked on it. Ezra seemed to enjoy it. It seemed a little more out there. Granted, I'll still watch the movie, don't get me wrong. But it seemed a little bit more out there from the first trailer. It had a little bit more of the story point to it. But I think they're just trying to be too comedic with the game series at this point. But because we're, if we was playing actual things, it makes me feel like from that trailer that literally it was just all a test because in the trailer, that's what you see. Every single time that Mario's quote-unquote dying in that thing was because it was a practice at Castle. Right. Yeah, it looks great. And I like that it adds more than just the main Mario series. You've seen Mario Kart in it, and maybe, I couldn't tell if that beginning, I think it was the original Donkey Kong but it also could have been a take on the Smash Bros. series. Mm-hmm. But, um... Oh, they, I mean, they got Donkey Kong in there. Yeah, I've mean, seen Seth Rogen. his roots. Right, right. That's Mario's roots, yeah, right. So, it seems to be their first encounter with Bowser. They don't know each other, it seems like. So, it seems like they're just now meeting each other. They've never encountered Bowser before. So it's it's pretty cool. I thought it was going to be Peach got 
captured by Bowser, and Mario had to go save him, like, in your games. But it seems like she's going to help fight alongside Mario, which is kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Taking a weird spin on Legend of um, series. Yeah. And I watch it. It looks really good. And I, Jack Black, he's doing a lot better as Bowser than I thought he would. He plays the voice well. He, it fits Bowser, I think, more now than after the first trailer. After the second trailer, you can really tell that it really fits him more as the bad guy. Oh, definitely. And Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Yeah. And uh thing on Donkey Kong, I'm sure you've seen it in the trailer and Shigeru Miyamoto, he explained it, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell the guy, tell everybody if they didn't see the trailer. Uh, they also changed the 3D model of Donkey Kong for the first time since his original 3D model. They changed it to reflect more on the original Donkey Kong design. But with the 3D. Yeah, with 3D touch. So he looks different than he does in like the Smash games or anything to reflect more on the original. In the Donkey yeah, in the Donkey Kong countries, just to reflect more on the original character on the 2D Donkey Kong game. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good movie. It seems that Peach is training Mario to fight Bowser. It's what it seems like. Yes. Which is kind of odd. But I know they, if they, honestly, if they base a movie directly on a game, it would kind of be boring, honestly. I mean, the same reason why they release movies that's quote-unquote based on true stories. Because only part has to be true is just one part, then they can say it's based off the true story, then the rest of it is just fiction or never happened. Right. Yeah. So it's really the same concept. It is. So I, I think it's I think it's better that they didn't do it off a of mainline Mario game, honestly, because it makes it more interesting that you don't know what's gonna happen to an extent. Because if they based it off the original game, you know exactly what's going to happen. Peach gets captured. Mario's going to save her. So it just it makes it more interesting. Who would train them at that point? Because, like you said, it seemed like if they had never ran into this situation before. So in this one, he's literally just a plumber just trying to figure out what to do. Right. And I think that's what... Like, in the original game... Mario was a superhero from the start. Like, he didn't have no training. I mean, it was on the NES. He don't have time for training and stuff. So he's a superhero from the start, able to do all this stuff. So it's good to see his roots and where he came from. Oh, yeah. But also that explains why Donkey Kong looks the way he does, because that would put him right in that time frame. Right. Like, it's the story to the original Mario Yes, it's what it seems like, yeah. But obviously we're 3D and modern touch since it's been literally almost 40 years. Right. We're almost out of time, and we have a lot to talk about, but real quick, do you think after this movie releases, they'll release a game based on this movie? Or will they release a game alongside this movie? Maybe not even based on the movie, but will the Mario game follow this movie closely? Or will it be based on the movie? I don't think so. Just because, like I said, it's basically cut and dry 
only thing they would really have to do if they if they decide to make a 3D version of the original game. That's right. Like I said, they might flirt around and do that, but as far as a whole movie based, a whole game based on the movie, I got that backwards. Uh, <laughs> a whole game based on a movie, I doubt it because, like I said, it's technically cut and dry what the first Mario was if there was action in the Right. Okay. Instead of you just go into the next world through a castle. Okay. I'll say that they will release something. It may not be Super Mario Odyssey 2 or Super Mario Bros. the movie, the game or something, but it, it they may release a little bit of something around that time. Maybe something not like Super Mario 35, but something small in that area, something to attach to Nintendo Switch Online or something. I say it'll probably be a Super Mario Maker at most, like local DLC pack. Maybe, maybe. All right, moving on. We're a lot to talk about in this. Uh, Xbox 360 controller making a comeback. Did you see that? I did. Maybe just because you told me to look it up before we've done this today. But, uh,. Right. Uh, prior knowledge of it, no. For the research for this, yes. I mean, I think it's good that it's making a comeback because a lot of people started complaining about how the Xbox One controller failed because it was just getting slowly smaller and smaller. So therefore, people are obviously going to start comparing it to the PlayStation controller. So yeah, I think it's Xbox. I'm not. I mean, obviously the 360 wasn't the original, but it was. A way markup on the original Xbox controller, and that was pretty much their roots for what everyone enjoyed about the Xbox was their controllers. I mean, yeah, they had good games on the 360, but let's be honest, my yeah. GameCube that's the best controller there ever was. Right, Def- definitely top three. But I mean, like I said, it makes sense to have it. I wouldn't mind having a quote-unquote 360 controller to play on my Xbox One. I, I think it would feel no, not better at all. than what it is. Right. The Xbox, Xbox One controller, it's, it gets the job done, obviously, but it's not the most comfortable controller to hold for a long period of time. No. It's too... It's, it's shaped too weird. Would, yeah, I was going to say, because you would think, because they had ergonomics in mind with it, but... Over yeah. the long term, it's not that comfortable, while the bulkiness of the 360 counteracted that for long-time years. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty cool to see, like I said about the GameCube getting hardware. The Xbox 360 is not quite retro yet, but it's almost. Uh, good to see older consoles getting love in this year, in the modern day. Uh, but it is made by Hyperkin, making an Xbox 360 replica controller for the Xbox Series S slash X, Xbox One, and Windows 10 and 11. The only drawback, it is wired only, not rechargeable. But it's still cool to see. Yeah, I mean, if it's wired only, that makes it more like a regular Xbox controller than it does... Because that's another thing that Xbox really flirted with was being one of the first ones to have wireless. 
slowly. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously right. they had wire controllers, don't get me wrong, but they mainly had wireless yeah. controllers. PlayStation 2 had wire controllers. The GameCube mainly had wireless controllers. You had to buy different adapters usually for that, but with the 360, that was pretty much built in, and that was the gist of having one. From the gate, yeah. pretty much. I mean, it came with a wireless controller. Yeah. But All right. like I said, I understand having a wired one and that could just be their way of testing it out, testing the waters and then making a wireless one if it works out. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll work out. People will buy that to play on Windows and current Xbox systems. Shoot, the only thing you gotta, gotta do is mark it down slightly lower than what a normal Xbox controller costs and the people would just naturally buy it before they bought the actual xbox one anyways yeah and i think if i got it and that would automatically give me an edge over players on warzone or call of duty you think it'll make that much difference in you playing i think so because i was a beast on call of duty on the 360 and i think it i I mean I, i think it's just how much time we had to put into the games back in the day you're probably right, but I think it would still feel better, more natural to play Call of Duty on that controller, though. Because that's where we started playing Call of Duty was on that controller, on that system. Just like it's more natural for me to plug up my GameCube controller, well, not plug up, like, run my wireless GameCube controller to my Switch. Like, <laughs> it feels more natural right. that way. Exactly. Really, there's two more buttons. Yeah, playing Smash. That. Playing Smash with a actual GameCube controller versus the Switch Pro controller or the Joy-Cons is a completely different experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I don't think it's necessarily the controller. It's going to make you that much better. It's just the time we had when we was in high school, middle school. Yeah, we had, I mean, every day after school, we'd play Call of Duty. Now, I, I played Call of Duty last weekend for the first time in, like, a year. <laughs> Minus Call of Duty Mobile, if you don't count that. It is. Really is too easy. But love to get back into Call of Duty eventually. But um, that's we're out of time. Should we just tell them what the topics are, or we just make them wait till next week? I'll make them wait till next week because I'll I'll recycle these ones. All right, they'll still. I mean, they'll still be relevant. Next week, you say, yeah, still be because I kind of mixed in news from last week and this week where we we was, last week was Thanksgiving was the reason we didn't record. So I kind of mixed in the two weeks for news, but the later topics are this week, so they won't be old. And I know you guys have already heard the ad at this point, but don't be hesitant to go buy our uh, Manscaped stuff using our promo code. Right, and at the time of recording, you only got three days, so by the time this releases, you only have one day. Yep, so go buy up and get your 20% off. It's Christmas time. Buy buy yourself or buy your man something from Manscaped. You don't have to buy them the full-fledged package that costs $200. You can buy them something that costs $4, and it's still the code still works on that as well, and it helps us out with getting and where where can you say that you can have a four dollar item with 20 percent off and free shipping right 
exactly. And if you buy it, you can, why, I mean, we're a gaming podcast, but you can game and still put some deodorant or something. I don't know. That's right. You can game and trim at the same time. I don't care. I don't care what you do. If you figure that out, do it. That's right. Be a better man than me. You can stick your nose trimmer up your nose and you still game. You don't have to worry about it cutting you with that skin safe technology. That's right. <laughs> but as always, guys, we appreciate you listening. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. It is Two Terrible Podcasts. We do have merch now. The story is open for it. It's under the Three Terrible Gamers. It's Three Terrible Gamers, no spaces. Our shop on Redbubble. I'll put the link in this podcast description since it is officially open now. But it does have our two terrible sports analysts podcast merch as well. They're just tied in together because it won't let me change the username. So check check us out if you want to buy some shirts to uh, show us off and people be like, hey, where'd you get that shirt? What's that? It's like, oh, this is that awesome gaming podcast or that awesome sports podcast I've been listening to. You should check it out. Yes. They're not they're not going to break the bank either. They're pretty low priced for what it is. They are. They're they're very cheap compared to stores even like Etsy or other custom shops. And it is it's just not shirts either. It's sweatshirts, stickers, tumblers, backpacks, phone cases, draw string bags, all kinds of stuff on there. Magnets, if you want to put one on your car to uh Show us off. You can stickers to put on your water bottle, or or even if you just want to just say, or even if you even just want to look at us on your fridge. Exactly. Just remind you that there's a new episode coming out every Tuesday when you look at your fridge. But Colin, you have anything? Nope. I think we pretty much covered everything. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye, guys. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.